Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. So I'm in the shower. Oh man, Stephen, you get stories sometimes. And I'm reminded of this beautiful man that I saw baptised when I was in Brownsville Church in Pensacola, Florida. He got up and he said, this is wild. He goes, yeah, some people have got gods and the idols in their life. I got mine. I love to go hunting. I love hunting. I get out there and I go hunting for weeks and weeks. Leave my family. People go out and go hunting. They spend time with God. I don't. I just go hunting. He got a conviction about going hunting and he said he had to seek first the kingdom of God. He's getting baptized and he's telling this story. And he says, so a couple of weeks ago, the hunting signs are up. It's hunting season. I'm walking through my town and everyone's dressed in hunting clothes. And I had to say, that ain't me no more. That ain't me no more. That ain't ain't me no more. That ain't me no more. And he starts chanting this. The guys are in the bathtub with him in the baptism thing. They get overwhelmed by the presence of God. And I'm like, if any of us need to have a statement that we, that ain't me no more. So when it comes to fasting, what we're doing is we're coming close to God. We get reminded of things in our life that are flesh. The flesh really comes out when we fast. Anybody notice that? The hangry comes out. (laughs) That's why we need to draw near to God. That's why we need to submit to Him. Submission to God is a powerful thing. It's a requirement. Do you know that fasting, there is no um, commandment to fast. In fact, God put no legalism around fasting at all. We sure did. We put rules and regulations of what you had to do and what you couldn't do. And God just said, I just want you to draw close to me. That's what it's about. He's teaching us a lesson in this season. How to walk in his presence continually. That's what he's drawing us into. That's what he had with Adam. That's what he had with Jesus, the second Adam. That's what he wants for all his children is to walk intimately and closely with us. We aren't meant to have segregated, separated lives with anything. We are meant to be whole, one whole in life. But we compartmentalize our life out. And to some of us, church is that. We fight in our family to make church our number one. And you might say, really? No, no, no. Everything about church is number one in our household. Everything comes under that. Everything comes under that. Family comes under that. Everything comes under that. And you might say, what, the the church? And I'm like, no, 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 no. The responsibility and the call that I've been given in God to serve one another in the household of faith. Because the, the body works when each part is fitly joined together and nourishes the other. We're going to keep talking about this. Nourishes the other. Scripture says we all join together and we're connected and we nourish one another. We nourish one another. We nourish one another. We nourish one another. So why do we come to church and expect 
to be fed. Expect, turn up, okay, do it for me. That has to change. That has to change. That, that's the pattern of this world. Friendship with that pattern is enemy to God. We will not draw close to him if we have that consumer, spoiled child mentality. Submit to God, submit to God, submit to God. And so in fasting, Stephen, you're such a happy character this morning. Ah, Kylie's got so many notes here. She's going to have to really do this for you. There is a way that we can fast that doesn't please God. Don't do it that way. There's many ways that we can do it. That's when we get in the road. Those who shouldn't fast, number one, pregnant women, breastfeeding mums, those with medical conditions, you really need to sort out, go and get some advice whether or not fasting can work for you. And you might say, why are we doing this? We're already a week in. Fasting is not just for February. You might say, oh, I didn't start fasting. I'll catch up next year. No, no, no. Grab hold of some tools of fasting because this is about being intimate with God. This is about putting to death some flesh in our life. This is about taking up a cross. This is about what Frank was just saying. It's going to cost you. I've realized how much things cost me in life. To be friendly really costs me. To go and greet people, it costs me. Sometimes I don't want to do it. Like, you know what I'm saying? So people say, oh, no one else is friendly. No one else. And it's like, no, no, it costs people to do this. So don't make it hard for them to pay a price. Where did that come from? People on medication should not be fasting unless you can, you can do it. Um, those within really intense physical jobs, Kylie's put this in here. I say, don't be soft. Come on, men. I'm not talking to the ladies here. I'm talking to the men. We, we just put up this thing saying, oh, no, I, 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 I need to eat. because I Have you actually tried it? Just go three days or a day without eating. No, that doesn't work. Three days without eating, men. Rope your body into submission. I will tell you now, human growth hormones get released. Testosterone gets released after three days. You will have energy like you have never experienced before. I know I did it. Then I, got, I depleted all my salts in my body and wore myself out. So take some electrolytes while you're fasting and only taking water. Children should not fast at all. I just should not fast. Except junk food, social media, TV food you need food but just get rid of the junk food can I tell you a revelation that I've got I'm reading through I've been reading through the Old Testament and I've realized now how the pattern God gave us for when we were touched and we became unclean human touch caused uncleanliness in our society. And so we had to minimize that unclean touch. And there was a whole list of things that they had to do around that. But, um, oh, sorry, I'm getting off track here. Oh, the Holy Spirit just wrote me in and said, stop that. I can't tell you the rest of that story. So, children, don't fast. I'm getting back to this, sorry. I am a chatty person. I will small talk you into a grave. So we need to be careful. We cannot do anybody else's journey. This is our journeys. 
This is our Father that is calling us to a closer walk with Him. And it is not anybody else's business. But don't shirk the responsibility. You know, like I know when I, when I actually cheat when I'm fasting. No one else does. But I know when I cheat or when I accidentally eat something. And I don't spit it out. Because, oh, you know. Okay. Number one, biblical fasting is brilliant. I've got no notes for you to throw up here, have I? It's number one for protection. There is incredible protection in this. In um, Ezra, Ezra was um, one of the prophets and one of the teachers. In, he said to the um, Babylonian king, right, we're going to, oh, sorry, Persian king, we're going to go back and we're going to rebuild. Um, and the king says, oh, do you want to, well, I'll send my officers with you, my army with you. And he goes, no, 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 no. God will take care of us. It'll be fine. He's called us. God will take care of us. Then they head out and they go, oh, no. We told him that God's going to take care of us. We, these are the words. Um, so we fasted and petitioned our God about this, and he answered our prayer. They said, God will protect us. And then on the way, we went, oh, well, so we fasted and petitioned God about this, and he heard our prayers. So sometimes we can make a statement, God is going to move like this, and then we need to step out and go, Father, I know you've told me, you've called me, I know this is a promise in your word, and then you've got to get real about it. Fasting is a powerful way for you to get real. There's no other thing you can do in your life that it's just, no one else can help you in this. If you look for help from somebody else, you're not going to get it. It is you against your body. Who's going to win? But it's not just spirit, it's not just physical. It is a spiritual battle. So we've got to keep reminding ourselves, it's not just my hungry tummy. I've got everything on the dark side trying to stop me from getting close to my God. So then we go back to James. Submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Come back to God in this. <laughs> if you're getting a battle and you're doing your fasting and you're going, I can't seem to break this, take authority in it. In the name of Jesus, command things to shift in your life. To speak them out with your mouth. Because it is prayer and fasting. You might say, oh, I've got to pray. No, sometimes you just got to speak some things out over your life. Speak them out over your family. Speak them over your workplace, over your finances, whatever it is. And at the moment, we are doing corporate. Speak it out over church. Please speak it out over church. Speak out over church, the coming together of the body, the establishment of everything that God wants to establish in this place. For everyone coming together and being functional, equipped, <laughs> Because our city needs us. They don't need you being a bystander anymore. They need you engaged. Jesus, Johnny on the spot in your, in your workplace. So when somebody comes in broken, dismayed, you're not like, oh, they're in a mood today. You can walk up to them and love, patience and kindness. Go, are you okay? And they know you're, you're not there to have a shot at them or ride them because they can feel your love. Fasting brings things into alignment. If you want to make some decisions, fasting is such a great thing to help you do that because it gets rid of everything else. Don't fast if you want to have, you know, sort your spouse out. 
Like if you're having a problem with your partner and you're like, right, I'm going to start fasting and praying to sort them out. Never happens. The chisel comes out on your life. He goes, don't worry, it's all for a good purpose. Honestly, there is something about fasting that establishes bedrock in your life. I used to fear it. I used to fear fasting. I used to fear fasting. I can say it with pride. I don't anymore. Why do things like this have authority over us? And I realized because I gave it authority with my mouth. Oh, I can't do that. I'm no good at that. Oh, no, I. And then I turned it around. So I'm now riding high on confession. Kathy came to me this morning and said, do you need a coffee? I said, I really don't. Because I had to tell myself, get up. God is good. God has got this. No matter, <laughs> I was in lazy mode today. I've got to tell you, I wanted to just come in here and just come around hugging all you guys. And I didn't want to have to, oh, I'm going to be really honest with you. I am sick of my voice. No, no, I, I've got to be honest with you. And this is my battle at the moment. I, want, I just want to shut up. I just feel like I've got something in me that I'm like, no one wants to hear you, Steve, and you've been talking for so long. And I know it's a lie, and I don't need you to comfort me or encourage me at all. This is a battle at the moment that I need to win, that I know that something's trying to shut me down. This is for someone here this morning. Guys, guys, come on. The Holy Spirit's speaking to all of us very... um, directly at the moment and and you can say why when if that's the case then then please sit up and take notice now we're told in scripture that we don't see the spirit move but we see the effects we can see the effects and i'm telling you now the effects are everywhere at the moment oh Kylie's done such a great message here. Corporate fast for decision-making, but also corporately at, at the moment. Esther, there was a whole move, and it wasn't just against individuals, it was against a whole people in the book of Esther. And even though God is not mentioned in the book of Esther, it is powerful that he is moving in the book of Esther. And we see him moving in the book of Esther, even though he's not necessarily acknowledged. So let me shift that. In the world today, the world's not acknowledging God at all. God is not hardly mentioned. Is God moving in the world? Yes. Is God doing stuff at the moment? Yes. Is he moving on nations? Yes. Is he moving in governments? Yes. Come on. A culture shifting? Yes. God is having his way. (laughs) So what are we going to do as his people? If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face, then I will turn. God wants to turn. God wants to smile on us. God wants people that are going to call on him, not just out of, please, now, do it for me. Mm, 
But as God, move, save our nation, save our city, save my family, save my loved ones. Father, move on me. Change me from the inside out. Don't let me be the, I ain't that person no more. I want to be a changed person, full of love, full of compassion, full of Jesus. I want to have healing dripping out of my hands. I want to walk into a room and people don't even recognize or know me or anything like that. And I can just move around being Jesus. Just being Jesus. We need a bunch of Jesus freaks going through our city. So Esther says to Mordecai, her uncle, get everyone to fast and pray. If I'm going to go stand before the king and this is a life and death situation, just fast and pray. Everyone fast and pray. It's amazing when we deny our flesh how that gets God's attention. Does anyone, does that interest you? You'd say, why? Because you're valuing something above your body. Everything on this planet is about feed me, Seymour, feed me. Give me something pleasurable. Give me something to make me feel better. Make me happy. From the moment that we're born, we face adversity and we grow through adversity. A child is born, it has to learn how to negotiate. Everyone else is talking, they see it, a baby starts my starts doing things to try and adversity and they grow through it. Then they've got to try and stand. And the arms and legs and the adversity is they whip that body into shape. I've had to do that recently. My legs paralyzed. No, it's not. It's waking up. It's waking up. It's waking up. Words are important. And I <laughs> it's not about Stephen. There is something that we're being called into and I say, bless you for responding. Bless you, bless you, bless you for responding, for hearing the book. Blessed are those that hear and respond at the moment. God is drawing us into it. There's so many things for repentance. For repentance, fasting, intercession, fasting, fasting to overcome temptation. Great one, Kylie. Fasting as worship. Yeah, let's park on this one. Fasting as a worship, seeking first the kingdom of God, putting everything else aside and just saying, right, when I would be eating, I'm going to do this. When I'd be on social media, I'm going to do this. Oh, I've had to scorch some things on my phone. I hate you, phone. My phone is dead to me at the moment because it tries to distract me from things. Even when I open up my Bible, something else comes in there. I'm like, got to get rid of that. Where's my Bible? It doesn't try and talk back at me. Real Bible. Get away from distractions, guys. Get away from distractions. Whatever it is, there's stuff that's trying to distract us from what God is doing at the moment. Stay on the scent of the Holy Spirit. Don't get off the scent of the Holy Spirit. If you find something else that's getting your attention and it's not Holy Spirit, just say, I need you back, Holy Spirit. I need you back. Where are you leading me? Oh, I apologize. Kylie's done such a great message here. It's great teaching. It's a spiritual warfare as well. And uh, right at the moment, yeah. It ha I know we're in for a breakthrough. I know we're in for a breakthrough. Come on, Daniel. Daniel's waving at me up the back and it's like, like, I need you to wave. Come on. Hmm. Yeah. Take your time. 
It's funny when um, Steve said, uh, like, you are sick and everyone was sick and all that. Well, yeah, if Frank wasn't preaching this morning, our family wouldn't have made it to church because we, oh, we, we were fighting that battle. It wasn't come funny. <laughs> and, um, but, uh, oh, the other day, like, I've, I love food. Everybody knows in my family, I love my food more than my kids. Because <laughs> I, um, like, I sit next to Sharia and Hannah at the restaurant because they eat the less. And, like, like, it's just a, like, it's a big thing with me. I just, you know. And anyhow, I knew I had to pull things into line um, because I'm, I want to contend. Come on. You want to yeah. contend because if your flesh is in enmity, and um, I'm a farmer, and I've, I've farmed ruminant animals, and they're four-stomach animals. Now, a four-stomach animal, you feed as much as it can, and it will perform better. So with your cows and that, you don't want to starve, because they, they break their performance. Now, I've also been a pig farmer. Now, pig farmers, pigs have digestions like us, and you can't overfeed them, because they get sick. And they perform less. Same with horses. You don't want to overfeed monogastrics. So the less you actually... F- you want to feed a pig, which you all nearly are like, um, <laughs> um, just a little bit less than it th- to full because that's where its high performance is. And you know, you, f- you go and eat too much. How much do you want to do? Nothing. <laughs> So my wife says, don't eat too much, because I just want to sit down and go to sleep. And, uh, and so the other night, oh, mate, Thursday night, was that the second day? Second day? Oh, mate, we have a saying in the, in the, in the country, like, I was so hungry, I could have eaten the backside out of a low-flying duck. Like, I was screaming. I was like, I was, anyhow... I needed a reminder from God why I was fasting. And anyhow, I um, went to sleep and I had a dream. And I had a dream that, um, that you people were getting up and just speaking about God. About the awe of God. And you wouldn't shut up. And it went to the next person. And I don't, didn't have a face and I don't know what you said, but you all had a revelation of God. Not like leadership, you guys, like you were just getting up and talking about, it wasn't anything else. You were like, you've seen God and you couldn't shut up. And that's what we're contending for. We're contending. And, and um, I had another dream a, a while ago that we were given vacuum guns. I told Steve this, that we were given vacuum guns. And according to the vacuum is what propelled out. So, um, so according to what it sucked in was according to what it shot out. And our, um, the propellant was, and the going out was the spirit of God. And if we can create a vacuum for the things of God, we then can propel out the blessings of God to other people. And it does cost you. Like, like, oh my goodness. You know, even now, like, um, you know, my stomach's 
grinding on the back of my spine. <laughs> and you go through waves. Like, you know, sometimes you're hungry, sometimes you're not. And, uh, but I need to do it. I need to do it because the flesh is in enmity. And we're creating this need for the Spirit. And I've had like four or five dreams this week that are just, oh. It's, it's things you can't see in the flesh. You can see in the Spirit. So if you starve your flesh, you'll see in the Spirit and you'll contend for the things of the Spirit. Because we as a church, our mission is for spiritual warfare, is to contend with the things of the Spirit. And we need to, we need to um, stop feeding our flesh so we actually contend with the things of the Spirit. I like that. Because like when we get together, sometimes it's way too easy to just talk about the things that are annoying us and the things that, that we want to complain about. But imagine if we... That excitement about the things of God yeah yeah I, I'm, I'm I still haven't seen this but I know God's doing something good in my life you know I'm not I'm not experiencing this but God is about to do something that is that is not a hope that is lost that is a real hope any hope in God is not a fake hope and, and we were discussing this last night if, if you can fully rationalize and understand God and his ways, then that's not a good faith. Any faith that is based on reason and knowledge is a bad faith. This has to be a conviction in the spirit. Of course, there is knowledge to it. but So what God's calling us into is a deeper walk than what you've been on before. And it's up to you. It's up to me. It's up to us. No one's going to force you. No one's going to twist your arm. But I'm telling you right at this moment, God is saying, if you lean in, there's a reward. If you draw near to me, there's a reward. And whatever that is, do you want that? I, I, I don't know what that is for you. I, I don't even know what that is for me. But I, I want this. I want us to lean in. And honestly, it's there is no ambition here at all for God to need to do something to prove himself so Muldura finally sees that God is actually real. I don't care if God never moves. I know God is real and my confession will not change on that. Even if he never does another miracle, no one will ever dissuade me from the fact that he is a miracle working God, that he does miracles on a day. Even if I never see it, I know he's doing them. That's who he is. And it... There are so many benefits. There are health benefits to, to this. But I just want to finish up with what Frank said last week. Frank got up and finished the message by chairing and just preached everything. It was brilliant. Frank's words last week were, no more in 24. 
If you've been putting up with stuff in your life and you've been going, oh, it's just so, I don't want it, I don't want it, I don't want No more in 24. It's time to put it, you know, something in the stand, draw it here and saying, right, I'm going to deal with this. Only one of us is coming out of here alive. No more in 24. Does anyone ever get real like that? with their thoughts or with their desires and you say, listen, if we're going to go toe-to-toe, one of us is going to die. You've got to do that sometimes. This is, to, this is called a spiritual aggression in your life, that you've got to rise up. This is the boldness that God tells us about, to be bold, that the, the righteous are as bold as lions. Have you ever seen a lion going, don't know if I belong here, feeling a little bit uncomfortable? They walk like this. Big paws, flopping around, they don't care. They just walk. And if you see a lion in the wild, they're not like an, a, a captivated lion. You go to Africa and you see a lion in the wild, and they are black because they've got so much testosterone, so they think. But the wild, big alpha males, we drove up next to one on our last day there and was looking at this lion. I'm going, it's so huge. We're in the car. I wound down my window and he just goes, <laughs> I wound back up my window. <laughs> like just that noise, he just goes, <laughs> the ho- everything, the car vibrated. When we make a noise, the righteous are as bold as lion. You know, sometimes we've got to just have that attitude. When, when a thought, when a, something annoying comes, we just go, <laughs> Just snarl at it. Say, I'm not even going to give you the time of day, you filth. Let me give you a hint right now. Satan, people are scared of him. He's a bully and he's a liar. He only attacks you where you're weak. That's a freaking bully to me. I hate bullies. Will, you hate bullies? When I was at school, I hated bullies with a passion. Then I turned into one and I really repented of that. But um, I hated bullies with... No, I got drawn along by the crowd and I bullied someone one day and I got accused of being a bully and I realised I was and it devastated me because I realised that I'd hurt someone jokingly. Anyway, bullies, they only pick on people that can't defend themselves. Do you know what? You've got a dad who would defend you and he already has. He's defended you with his son's life. So if the enemy comes and tries to tell you something, remind him who your dad is. Remind you who your dad is. Because so many times we beat ourselves up. Because when I go to my father, I don't know about you, but he never says nasty things about you guys at all. I tell him about you and he goes, no, no, no. You got it wrong. They're great people. (laughs) I'm joking. It's only me that talks bad about me. And I talk about me... Like, I would never allow anyone else to say anything about you. But I allow me to talk about me like that. Why do we do that? Because it makes us feel better. It makes us, it, it like puts us in a position where we go, of course, I'm, that's who I really am. Of course. Don't expect too much from them. They really don't have much to offer. And I'm saying no. Father in heaven saying No. I made you to breathe my air. I made you to carry my spirit. I made you to fulfill my purpose. I made you to be my hands. (sighs) 
Why do we speak so poorly of ourselves? Stop it. Love is patient. My father is so patient. Love is kind. Those first two nail it for me every time. Father, thank you for your love. Thank you for your patience and thank you for your kindness. Father, I just thank you for my beautiful brothers and sisters. I rejoice in the fact that each one of them, their name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Father, I thank you for the work you're doing in their life right at the moment, that your Holy Spirit is ministering to them. Your Holy Spirit is giving them conviction in their life, bedrock that they can stand on, that they can know right from wrong. They know good from bad. (laughs) They can know righteousness from evil, light from dark. Your Spirit, Father. Oh, breathe afresh on us. Fill us with your presence, Father. Fill us with your spirit. Thank you for breathing afresh. Father, thank you this week for where you're going to help us build, yeah, that conviction in our life with fasting. Lord, I thank you for the work you're doing in our life right at this moment, that you're calling us into a deeper walk, a more intimate walk. Have your way, God, in your church. Have your way, Father, with your people. Have your way. May we seek your kingdom. May we seek your righteousness. May we seek your face this week. Oh, Holy Spirit, remind us, remind us, remind us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining today. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.